Our dog Jessie is a really old Border Collie Kelpie cross. She's old and scraggly, she's riddled with arthritis, stiff-legged. Her collar is a chain collar, but she's also got a piece of red ribbon tied around her neck that got put there one Christmas sometime in the last decade. Anyway, the other day I went for an early morning bike ride. And as I left, I didn't notice her at the house, not that I was looking for her, um, but she'd have to be at the house, wouldn't she? I mean, after all, she's not really mobile. So I left. I rode straight down Bali Street till I hit the river and then I turned left and, and headed towards the boat ramp. Anyway, as I was getting near the boat ramp, there was Jessie, there on the, on the banks of the river, doing her best to trot along the river bank. I couldn't believe it. Border Collie Kelpie Cross, old, scraggly, riddled with arthritis, red collar thing on her neck, trying with every bit of energy that she could muster to get along with those stiff arthritic legs of hers. I couldn't believe it. She's more than a kilometre from home. So anyway, I turned around on my bike and went back to her. And from the road I called out, Jessie, come here! And she did exactly what I expected her to do. She's stone deaf and half blind, so she just totally ignored me and kept on doing what she was doing, painfully and stiffly trying to get along the riverbank to goodness knows where. Now what was I to do? Um, I had to get somebody down there with a the ute to pick Jessie up before she had a coronary on the boat ramp. But I had a bit of a dilemma, you see, because when I left home, Robin was still in bed sound asleep. So I considered all other possible options very carefully for about three quarters of a second before I rang home and woke her up. And while she was on the phone, she went out and looked out the glass door and she said, Jessie's lying on the mat on the veranda. And at about that moment, a jogger came past, and as he went past the boat ramp, the Jessie lookalike did an instant U-turn and followed him. She'd obviously belonged to him. Now, I couldn't believe it, because I was certain that was my dog. Just spitting image. And some of you may have heard that story, because any story that makes me look a little bit silly tends to get repeated by my wife and children. And I also find I need to actually put the story out there first sometimes just so that I can sort of present it in a little bit better light than they might. So some of you may have heard that story already and then be thinking to yourself, yep, he always gets confused now. He must be getting old. Look look this morning, he's even got the babies confused. By the way, I am starting to have a bit of trouble keeping up with all these babies. We've got Madison Henner and Sophie Nock and Reuben Smith and Matthew Neville. They seem to just keep coming. And now, Christmas morning, I should be preaching about baby Jesus, and here I am giving us a Bible reading on baby John the Baptist. I must be losing my marbles. But you see, the birth of John the Baptist is all part of the Christmas story too. And Luke uses the story of John the Baptist to introduce us to who the adult Jesus is going to be. You see, right from the start, Luke wants us to know why Jesus was born. He wants us to know Jesus' purpose for coming so that we can understand what Christmas is all about. And if we come to Christmas unprepared, we miss the whole significance of this visitation of heavenly royalty. John the Baptist came to prepare the way for Jesus. Now, most of us will be aware that there's a lot of preparations to be made when a baby's on its way, hey? 
You've got to get the nursery ready. You've got to get the cot and the nappies and the nappy buckets and the pram and the high chair. You've got to get the names book and choose a suitable name. And, and then you have to go along to those huff and blow classes. And, and then you've got to stock up on all the various cleaning products and baby creams and liquid Panadol and whatever other chemical compound our babies seem to need that we blokes just simply don't understand. But, but that's not the sort of preparation I'm talking about. Jesus was coming as saviour of the world, which meant the world needed to know that it needed a saviour. And the message of John was intended to prepare us for exactly that, to give us knowledge of salvation in the forgiveness of sins. Advertisers are all very busy in the lead up to Christmas, eh? Not so much here, but I know um, when we visit some of our family and friends in Brisbane, the, the junk mail gets delivered and, and there's almost a whole garbage bin load. And Did you get some pressages? You get sort of a bundle that thick probably every couple of days in your mailbox? Yep, the advertisers are all very busy in the lead up to Christmas and the purpose of advertising is to convince us that we cannot possibly live without a certain thing that we've never needed in the past. That's the job of advertising. But John the Baptist wasn't interested in in advertising. John wasn't into marketing. John wasn't attempting to sell us a product that we didn't need. All John the Baptist had to do was to give knowledge where there was none. What does it mean to have no knowledge? What do we call that? Ignorance. All right? So, John the Baptist, his plan, what he had to do, his purpose was to give knowledge to those who were ignorant. Now that's got to be someone else, eh? Because there's nobody here who's ignorant. Is there anybody here who's ignorant? None of us like to consider ourselves as ignorant, do we? But we, the fact of the matter is, most people, even in our own community, are totally ignorant of the fact that they need a saviour. And at one time you may have been ignorant of the fact that you needed a saviour. And some very clever people can be very ignorant when it comes to spiritual matters. And so Christmas time we can all get together at all of our community events and whatnot and sing about the fact that a saviour is born, but for what purpose? Unless I know I need a saviour, who cares? And that was John's mission to inform the world that they needed a saviour, to, to inform us that we need a saviour. But more than that, because of the tender mercy of our God, Jesus in his coming would give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Now those words, they're almost poetic, eh? It sounds enticing. What does it mean? What it means is without Jesus, I sit in darkness and under the shadow of death. That can't be good. And no, it's not. Without Jesus, every human being lives their life in the shadow of death. 
no matter how much you manage to to achieve in life, whether it be financial or business or relationships or family, no matter how great your achievements when it all boils down, even our very best of achievements are overshadowed by death. And that's the paradox of life. Our entire life, whether we know it or not, is shadowed by our inevitable death. We all die. Some die younger than others, but we all die. And what I choose to do with Jesus in this life determines whether death is a dark shadow or whether it is entrance into the light of the presence of the glory of God. The coming of Jesus Christ, John the Baptist describes as as the rising of the sun which removes all shadow of death. Now, when we had our first little video clip up there, it was actually pretty hard to see it uh, because the sun was shining through that gappy area up there onto the screen and so we sort of actually didn't see it. I hope you got the gist of it by by the words. But that's what happens. When the sun rises, the shadows just get obliterated. And like, no matter how bright that projector is when the sun's shining you're not going to see what we're trying to see. And the coming of Jesus is like the rising of the sun. It just He removes every shadow of death. And that's why our response to Jesus is so very important. In Jesus, he takes us from the shadow of death and becomes our light of life. And that's why at Christmas time we sing all these joyful Christmas carols like joy to the world, the Lord is come. See, to understand the joy of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must first understand our need for a saviour. The need to repent of sin. The need to turn to Jesus as Lord. The King of kings and Lord of lords was born in the most humble of circumstances. But now he's glorified. And when we bow down to Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords, he takes away the the shadow of death. In him there is no darkness. In him is light and life. Merry Christmas, everyone. And may the Lord guide our feet into the way of peace and into the light of Jesus. Amen.